Stab you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back. Representative Nancy Mace, of course, South Carolina District 1. Uh, Nancy, how are you? Good to see you again. We're doing great today. Thank you for having me on. You're very welcome. What I love about you is you just don't seem to care when it comes to doing whatever the proper protocol is. Now, and, and I mean this as a compliment. You're a military person, so you know protocol. And, and you know how to follow rules. But the rules of politics are so weird that I don't think that you even listen to them, which is great. Because generally speaking, if you got in line, you would not be the person that you are. It, that sounds awfully lofty, but but I mean that because I follow you on Instagram, I follow you on Twitter, I watch everything that, that you do when you come on my show and other shows, and you just aren't in alignment with what they think you should be. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's right. This is the establishment versus the anti-establishment. Yes. This is you know, I'm very much an independent voice. I'm like a, you know, a square peg trying to fit in a round hole. I, I'm not bought and paid for. I do what I feel is the right thing to do, regardless of the consequences, which is why we have very interesting conversations in politics these days. What's interesting to me is that, generally speaking, one would think if somebody primaried you, you don't want to help him. And Donald Trump, I'm a MAGA guy. I've in, I interviewed the president 13 times, went to the White House and interviewed him. I liked his policies mm-hmm. a lot. I don't know why he primaried you. I've never asked him that, but I will next time, I promise. But you are coming out today and you are fully endorsing former President Trump. Fill me in. Yeah, no. And I, you know, and I, 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 I'm a, the first woman to graduate from the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina. I'm not someone who can be pushed around. I don't care if somebody primaried me, you know, the last cycle or, or whatever that is. This is... This is bigger than about me. This is really about saving our country. And I've been talking to voters all across South Carolina the last couple of months and weeks. And what has been very clear is that they don't want four more years of Joe Biden. They want four more of weakness in the White House. They want four more years of of strength. They want four more years of prosperity. They want four more years of peace and patriotism. And that's what Donald Trump brings to the table. And let me tell you, in South Carolina, he is crushing it right now without having to spend a dime and that says a lot about where voters are and who they want they want donald trump as president uh, were you um were you privy to the fact that ron DeSantis was dropping out i thought he would at least do new hampshire then see what happens he was second place in iowa i was a bit startled yesterday and i follow this for a living did you think he was going to be dropping out this soon I, I did not i learned when you did i learned when everybody else did that he was dropping out and endorsing donald trump uh, last night are you friends with Nikki Haley? You're from the same state. I mean, she certainly served I, well I as think, the governor. Yeah. I mean, she she supported me in the past. I think she was right. a great governor. I think she's run a great race. And I hope that, you know, after New Hampshire, that that this does not go on to South Carolina, leaving an opening for her and anyone else in 2028. She's run hard. She's a fighter. And I said that no one should underestimate her. And I gave her a heads up before I announced that I was going to endorse Donald Trump. I, I, I respect the process. I respect her as a woman. I respect her making history in South Carolina and being a strong lawmaker. Those are all respectable things. But this is not about her. It's not about me. This is about the future of our country. This is about beating Joe Biden. I don't, I don't expect you to tell me the verbatim, but how did she react? Did she expect it? Well, I won't go, I won't go into details, uh, but you know, she's a consummate professional and yeah. you know, we'll see how this thing ends. Do you call Trump when you decide to endorse him or did you just announce it? I, I gave him a heads up uh, when we decided to. What did he say? Was he surprised? Because again, and this is what I know of Donald Trump. He's from the same part of New York as my mother, Jamaica, Queens, New York. Nancy, they're fighters. All they want to do is fight. My mother will argue about dinner because that's just who she is. And, and God bless her. I love it. I wouldn't have her any other way. But he's a fighter and he finds people either to be loyal 
or disloyal. That's a really big thing for him. That's why the whole sanctimonious thing happened. Um, but you, if, have... if you treated him like he, you know what I mean? If yeah. you treated him about yeah. this disloyalty thing, you would never have supported him. So was a guy like that surprised that you that you called him and let him know? Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak for him, but I will okay. say they have almost every single lawmaker in South Carolina on Team Trump. I mean that wow. is a fact. And I've spent time. I wanted to give Tim Scott time because he's a constituent of mine. Nikki Haley is a constituent of mine. But I've been listening to the voters. And I understand that now more than ever, this needs to be a two man race between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. We have got to win. You see these wars happening all over the world, weakness in the White House. No one did that under Donald Trump's tenure, under his leadership, because they were afraid of him. And I, I've been talking to people for weeks and months now, and I've got to listen to the voters. And that's where the voters of South Carolina are today. And listen, if we want to unite the nation, then we have to welcome everybody, even when you've disagreed in the past, it's now yes. time to unite because it's bigger than all of us. This is about our country and our country's future. District 1 Republican, great state of South Carolina, mace.house.gov. It's Nancy Mason. I always appreciate the time. So as we're, watching this un- as we're watching this unfold, you're a great mm-hmm. military mind. There's a little bit of a delay, and I'm sorry if I talked over you a bit there. Um, would you be interested in something with the Trump administration, defense secretary, something like that? Oh, gosh. Well, I didn't serve in the military, number one, but I did graduate from a military college. Okay, well, well, you're going to help me then, because I know that you're the first yeah. female to graduate from, from the Citadel. That doesn't make you a military member? No, it doesn't. Only about a third of okay. our graduates go on to serve on active duty. Of course, I sit on the House Armed Services Committee. I sit on the House Veteran Affairs Committee and fully support our military. Almost everyone in my family is serving or is a veteran who has served. Well, I've seen you in the uniform from the Citadel, so I made uh, an assumption. But you've got a military mind, certainly. Um, When you heard about Lloyd Austin... My voters and report to my constituents, I'm very good at that. I'm very good at listening. A thousand percent. And and, uh, they appreciate that, and so do I. The whole Lloyd Austin thing, I mean, as a member of Congress, shouldn't you be notified that the, the Secretary of Defense is in the hospital, goes back to the hospital, he's in ICU, turned over the reins to the second in command, the deputy secretary. She had no idea for two days. She was in Puerto Rico. She was on vacation. And, she was on right. vacation. So what, what, do you, what do you make of Biden didn't know about it for about a week. So what do you make of that? Dereliction of duty. And by the way, the guy has cancer. Like, why was this hidden under the rug? We have major national security issues, wide open border, terrorists coming across it, by the way. There are multiple wars going on around the world. Biden wants to pay off, pay our adversaries off. Where is our defense? Who's in charge? This is the last time in the United States history that we should have someone in our defense system who's asleep at the wheel, literally asleep at the wheel. It is uh, Nancy Mays, District 1 Republican, great state of South Carolina. As you know, I'm sitting in Texas. I'm not that far from the border in the San Antonio area. And we have had an influx across this border. And the governor of the great state of Texas, Greg Abbott, decided we're going to put up some razor wire. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take over a federal park and arrest people who are coming here illegally. We've got an invasion. Nancy, you know this. We've got an invasion here in Texas, Arizona, North, uh, North uh, Mexico, New Mexico, he said, and California. California doesn't care as much. New Mexico doesn't care as much. Arizona seems to care. And here in Texas, we really care. Supreme Court today said that it is legal and okay for the Biden administration to take down the razor wire. I guess the next step will be to take the buoys out of the out of the Rio Grande. John John Roberts, the chief the the chief justice, voted with the left. What do you what do you think about that? Here's a guy that George W. Bush made the chief justice, and Mm -hmm. like with Obamacare, he takes the wrong side. It's un truly un. 
believable that this is happening in this country. Right. And if you're a nation of laws and if you can't follow your own laws, you're not a nation at all. And look, the left on top of that, they want they want this invasion. They want these illegal aliens on our healthcare system and our education system. And you know why, Joe? Because they want illegals to vote in our elections so they can transform our nation. It is literally happening before our eyes, which is why I voted against the continuing resolution last week. If we're not going to have or be serious about border security, then we're not going to be serious about America and her citizens. And so that should be our number one priority headed into 24 and beyond. It's ridiculous. I could agree more. And, and it, you know, that's news that just happened in the past hour or two. And you've got, again, I thought it was a 6-3 conservative um, um, uh, panel at the Supreme Court. It's not. And John Roberts, more times than not, will go the wrong way. So let me ask you this. I'm glad that you brought up uh, immigration. I'm glad that you brought brought up the, said no to the, to the CR. Karine Jean-Pierre, as the representative of Joe Biden, every single time she's asked, says this. Day one, Biden offered you, Nancy Mace and others, legislation that would solve the border problem. Now, I've talked to Chip Roy and some others. They say that legislation is mass amnesty. Is that true? It is mass amnesty. Rather than having 10,000 come across our border every day, they want to legally allow 5,000 a day, basically. And look, on day one, before the sun even set on Joe Biden's first day in office, he reversed every good policy that Donald Trump had regarding the border. And Donald Trump, they want to they want to criticize him for the wall. He built hundreds of miles of wall, funded hundreds of miles of wall. And Joe Biden let that steel rust on the border of Texas and Arizona, New Mexico, et cetera, just like his president, just sit there doing nothing. The, the, the rusted steel is just like a Joe Biden presidency. And that guy, he wants to, what, 21 miles of wall is what he wants to build in his fourth and final year as president? I don't think so. The guy is not serious about immigration or securing our border. I couldn't agree more, and, and thank you for you know saying yes. That's exactly what they offer to this mass amnesty. Mm-hmm. Why aren't Republicans out there more like you? And you're out there right now doing it, and I'm sure that you've done it before. But every single Republican should say, we, we don't need to spend a dime on the wall, on the border, on Border Patrol. All he has to do is undo his executive orders. If he, if he says stay in Mexico is back in place, Title 8, Title yeah. 42, if catch and release doesn't, is not a thing anymore, suddenly it goes back to what Trump was doing. Not a dime, Nancy, right? Yeah. And did you see John Fetterman this week swallow that giant yes. red pill? Even he gets it. He's pro-Israel and he's pro-securing the border. I mean, Democrats are slowly coming around to this fact that this is going to be a major issue for them in the election later this year. We can win on this issue. But the, the dirty little secret about D.C., Joe, is I was in the room when people were talking about whether or not we tie border security to a CR or to any type of other funding bill. And you had a, a conglomerate of Republicans who said they would kill the bill if border security was tied to it. And my message was, I dare them to. And we didn't dare them. We didn't put them on the record to go back home to their constituents to tell their their folks that they voted against border security. We should have called their bluff and we did not. Well, and that seems to be the, the the way of Washington when it was McCarthy, same thing now with Johnson. You guys have the leverage. Nancy, if I hear one more person tell me that you guys control the money, and that you have the purse strings in the House, and then nobody uses the leverage that that brings with it, it blows my mind. Chuck Schumer was able to do a CR while you guys were back in district. And why leave before doing something? Hey, Chuck, here's a CR or here's an actual budget. It's in your lap yeah. now. We're going to go home to the district for six weeks. What is it going to take for the Republicans to use the leverage we gave you? We couldn't even impeach Secretary Mayorkas. I mean, we <laughs> couldn't even. What is that? We could, 
I, I didn't like George Santos. My God, I thought he was a horrible human being. I think he's guilty, but he hasn't been found guilty yet. He hasn't been convicted. Right. We impeached George Santos, but couldn't impeach Secretary Mayorkas. Like, I don't understand how this is happening. The electorate, we know what those who elected us into office want. They want a secure border. They want a wall. They want Title 42. They want to remain in Mexico. They want all those things. They want to shut it down. Yes. And we're and we're and they're just crickets. Well, well, didn't didn't the Republicans learn anything from Nancy Pelosi? Man, I hate her policies. I cannot stand Nancy Pelosi's politics. I think they mm-hmm. suck. And, and I think yeah, you probably man, agree. Yeah. But man, yeah. she was good at the job. She was so effective. When she said we're doing this, every Democrat got in line. Yes, Nancy, where do I sign? Why can't we get that sort of togetherness or, or unity on the Republican side? Yes, Nancy Pelosi ruled with an iron fist, which is right. why she got everything she ever wanted and why she was so effective. But sometimes, you know, we're too nice and, and, you know, we need to draw a line in the sand and say, this is where we're going to have the fight. We could have won that fight because I guarantee you, 85% of the country is with us. 10 years ago, I didn't even know what fentanyl was. This year alone, in the last 12 months, I've known two people to die from a fentanyl overdose. Every town has become a border town. You go to these big sanctuary cities. Well, guess what? You know, they become toilets right of illegal immigrants just stuff everywhere it's disgusting in these big cities and they don't want them and they're the ones who said hey come here and come hang out with us come live here now they're living with their the reality of that and they want to send them back to texas so that ain't happening it's a uh, representative nancy mace district one republican great state of south carolina nancy can day one the president if president trump should win and i hope to god he does uh, can he day one do the same thing with executive orders and fix the border He absolutely can. Let's hope and pray that he does, which is why this election is so important that we need independents to get on board. We need left of center, right of center, conservatives, MAGA. We need everybody who understands that the last three years were far worse than four years of Donald Trump. Three years of Joe Biden were far worse than anything we had under Donald Trump. We had taxes cut for the middle class. We had a booming economy and we had a closed border. We don't have any of that. And there were no wars, by the way, around the world because our enemies were scared of Donald Trump. And look at Biden. Biden's in bed with our enemies. Biden's in bed with the adversary. Biden tried to pay $6 billion to Iran just a few months ago. So he is exactly what they want, right? And we need to elect Donald Trump and we need to do it fast. And the quicker we unite, the quicker that this primary is over, the faster we can do that. And Biden's in bed 40% of the time. He's on vacation. I mean, the guy isn't even there. Uh, I I think it's probably Obama running it. I'm not sure if you agree with that, but it can't be Biden. The guy doesn't have uh, the wherewithal to get it done. The the two big issues right now, last question, I really appreciate your time, as always. Um, The two issues that allegedly are number one in the minds of Americans, the economy, because it sucks, and, mm-hmm. uh, and the border. They really do have a problem with illegal immigration. They want something done about it. The left, however, and today being the 51st anniversary of Roe v. Wade, is acting as if women's health care or women's freedom or freedom to something. They're not calling it abortion. They seem to think that's a really, really big deal. Is it that big a deal? And do Republicans have to moderate on that? I'm a conservative. I'm against abortion. I'm pro-life. But you're hearing people say 15 weeks, and maybe nationally we should get involved. I don't think the federal government should be involved in it. It's not in the Constitution. Where are you on this? Well, I represent a very purple district, and I will tell you, swing districts and swing states, it is the number two issue. When you go and poll it, the first issue is inflation and the economy. The second issue is abortion, then followed by 
immigration. Now, immigration okay. inflation could be flip-flopped. I could see immigration being number one in certain places, right. in certain states, especially in the southwestern part of the country. But abortion in these swing districts, and I know this because I live and breathe this every single day, is a top priority, is the number two issue. And we need a leader like Donald Trump who has a good position. He's pro-life, but also understands that we have to build consensus. And that, you know, second trimester is where the vast majority of Americans are, whether you're pro-choice or pro-life, everyone agrees it shouldn't happen in third trimester. So he understands that there are certain limitations that both sides agree to and has said, hey, we should build consensus on this issue. Uh, something that I've been advocating for for a long time since Roe v. Wade was overturned. It was a massive issue in my reelect to 22. And I credit my ability to talk about rape. I'm, I'm a victim of rape. I was raped at the age of 16. But I talk about these issues. I talk about birth control. I talk about contraception as a pro-lifer and what we can do to find some common ground, some middle ground with people who aren't pro-life because we're not enemies here. I think there, there is a, a place where we can all say too much is too much. And that's in the third trimester. And we saw today the White House wouldn't answer what Joe Biden's limitations were. He did, they just said he's pro Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade allowed you to have an abortion up until the birth of that child. And he will not say what his limits are. And so that's the, the the fight that we have to take in swing states and swing districts. If we want to win this thing, we have to talk about abortion. And Biden will look in your face and say he's a good Catholic. It's very, very strange. The whole thing is right. Nancy, it's all very strange. It's Nancy Mays, District 1 Republican, great state of South Carolina. Thank you so much for coming on today. Let's do it again soon, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Joe. All right. Have a great day. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. We appreciate Nancy Mace coming on, U.S. Representative, District 1 Republican, great state of South Carolina. Next hour, Case Smythe on how old is the civilization of, of humans? How long have humans really been here? When I was in school, I, I thought it was 10,000 years, 12,000 years. Turns out it's a whole lot more than that, and she's got some proof. Plus, what is China working on? After the top of the hour, though, we'll come back and talk about an extra anthem that's going to be played at the Super Bowl. And I want your thoughts. Give it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.